Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. On this episode of the Away Gunners podcast, me, Arun, Ellen, and a newbie, Arvin, get together to discuss the impressive win against Sheffield United over the weekend. We also discuss in great detail about the players and the new strategy that Arteta employed with the team. Also, we break into a big fight about Sepayas and his usage to Arsenal. We also end our pod with our predictions for the upcoming Europa League game and the game against Fulham. Do check out. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Away Gunners podcast. We have got uh, Arun and Ellen with us and we have got a new uh, new person joining us. Hi Arvind. Uh, so Arvind is like the positivity of all Gunners together or all Gunners together. He is always positive. So just giving uh, everyone a heads up over, he- over here. Uh, we are going to discuss about a very good game. Uh, yeah, very good game in recent times, right? Sheffield... Uh, the 3-0 victory, I mean, clean sheet and all those things. Um, so, I'll start with Ellen because I know you have a lot more to say about the Slavia game and then we'll talk about uh, Sheffield too. So, I know there is a lot of uh, disappointment in the Slavia game, but with the Sheffield, is those, are those disappointment a little bit less now, Ellen? I think See, uh, as I said in the no, no, I'm the yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. As I said in the last week, right, like uh, the Stavia Praga game and the both Sheffield, I was predicting 2 0, and like we were almost on track, like say 1 0, and like the, see, the only uh, thing bad in the game, even though we played the entire game in a different uh, gear altogether, was that like the we couldn't hold the ball in the last few minutes. Like, uh, there was, like, no clear, uh, uh, what to say, like, uh, desire from the team to hold the ball. And, like, uh, just, like, uh, as Aravind this year also, he might support me on this. Like, Zaka was the only guy <laughs> like, uh, shouting for us to hold the ball that day. So, like, uh, that was the only bad thing about that game. Like, because always, like, it was, like, with the players we didn't have for that game, I was expecting such a kind of game only. But like we should have still won that one zero, and uh, this game like two uh, zero became three zero, so I was happy. Mm-hmm. See, just to put it like Sheffield is not a great opposition at the moment, but still a clean sheet like after a long time, a clinical victory, not like a victory where like we struggled for the 80-85 minutes and then finally score and win it. Like it was like a normal good game, like uh, which we were missing in Arsenal for quite a long time. Yeah, it felt like uh, old Arsenal, as in like the Wenger's Arsenal. I know uh, I'm going to sound like the Wenger boys, but uh, uh, Arun, how happy are you going into the second leg? Because, I mean, we have to win, but we are also finding this kind of thing called rhythm right now. Yeah, but uh, what happened for me to be happy about anything going into the second leg? 
come on the 3-0 victory after a long time there is a there's a clean sheet with that back four uh, i mean if you consider that as a back four uh, we didn't have tierney we are not playing any of our actual uh, full backs that we yeah. usually play uh, we play like completely without uh, both our creators like esr and odegaard and still and obad was missing too so with everything and, and, considered and, and where are sheffield on the table yeah i mean true that but you can only beat what is in front of you no i i i know in a season where we have not had a lot to you know like uh, be be happy about we should be counting each of our victories i know that i know that i'm just trying to be tough here just because <laughs> i <laughs> i feel that like people are uh, you know like i don't i don't want to just get carried away uh, i mean like it's sheffield there's nowhere yeah. else to carry away we know that we are finishing in 10th no. i like, know we're we not we're not saying like after this victory we are not going to finish in top 4 no one could say that we are not going to do that we are not going to be in like finishing top 6 after this victory no it's not it's just a victory that's going to keep us in 10th and that's where we are going to be no 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 yeah. i know why arun is like little bit uh... not optimistic the reason is like we are consistently inconsistent uh, this season so after a game like that right tavia prag game like we might make mistakes so we, like i, I would in fact be that? more wary because of uh, the fact that we won 3-0 against uh, the premier league opposition that means that there's there's definitely some sort of uh, a mess up that that a high possibility of some sort of mess up happening on thursday Oh come on. I was I was hoping that this is going to be a bit more positive after the you know weeks and weeks of negativity from the whole No, pod. it's I'm not I'm not being negative here. I'm sorry if I'm being a buzzkill, but I'm not <laughs> I'm just trying to be grounded. I'm just trying to stay grounded. I mean like yeah, the positive uh, if I were to be blunt, the only positive for me from that game was probably the clean sheet that we had. and that was a huge positive, you know, like outside of that, if you ask me like we are expected to be a team that is uh, in 18 19 20 on in the table and they know that they don't have anything to play for um and they tried uh, there was uh, yeah that was the biggest positive for me maybe like the way in which we we played we we set up and and we didn't give up like after um, like you said not having all these players and having makeshift backlines and all that yeah that's a good positive but again I, i i would definitely say that you know this is a game that we should be winning Uh, no matter what team we have because where they yeah uh, that is true we should be winning maybe like a lot 3-0 of is a huge bonus yeah 3-0 is yeah. like christmas coming in uh, uh this is not coming to your wife yeah sure yeah i think arun we are losing you uh, i'll like, continue of that like yeah i mean like um, if you really think about it yeah i think we are losing i arun don't, a I don't bit. know if there's a Yeah, yeah. Uh, go on, continue. Hey, Arvind. So let's continue with you, uh, so that Arun could catch up on his internet connection or whatever can is going wrong. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you can now. You. Okay. And can you guys see me? Yes. 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 So, uh, do you want to counter the point that Arun was bringing up that we are just, you know, <laughs> we have just won against a bottom uh, Premier League, the bottom most Premier League team? I Absolutely. mean, that is true. it doesn't matter where they are in the table you have to go there and win uh, west west brom are bottom what third from the bottom second from the bottom but they've uh, they've gotten points against city liverpool 
uh the big big guys right uh and uh, if you if you're going to play a game in the premier league where you're just going to take a night off i don't think you're going to get those three points we've seen that with burnley we've seen that with wolves uh we've not beaten crystal palace in what seems like forever uh so i would definitely not uh you know say any game is easy and from the way we beat sefield convincingly and to get our first clean sheet in 14 games uh that's that's also a pretty good confidence booster for uh for for a game against uh, a very important game against slavia uh which i i i can't believe how we are 1-1 going into the second leg uh, i can't understand for the life of me but here we are we know what we have to do and i think i i i think arsenal are much better team uh, and it's just a, it's just a matter of apl- applying ourselves in in getting those goals and victories So there's I'll hold. Your sil- there's your silver linings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll hold Arvind for a minute more on the on the starting lineup. Actually, we I mean mm-hmm. I for my I mean I for whatever I have seen in that team. When I looked up, uh, when the t- when the team sheet came up, I was not able to see. I I thought Saka would play a left back, and then we are playing with like a back four of uh, Chambers. Uh, holding mari and saka that's what mm-hmm. i was thinking and it was a complete different surprise to have shaka playing as left back even then i was thinking maybe it is a back three and then we have some some kind of uh, this thing and it it was completely out of out of every other prediction we have or every other whatever we think of art it art it just flips it on his head so what were your thoughts on having shaka play the left back i know you love shaka and i'm going to get ln into the discussion a little bit late uh yeah go ahead so i i, I was if i concur with you like i was also looking at saka as central midfielder and and saka to be playing left back uh, and when i saw that i immediately thought when you're having a new left back why do you change the center back pairing as well next to him with mari coming in place of gabriel uh, that was my initial thought uh, but uh, mari assured me that he's dependable he's uh, he reads the game well although uh, he doesn't have that pace to uh, to match a lot of players uh, he makes up more than with his reading of the game uh, so i was confident with that but to see shaka line up at left back and and to see the kind of performance that he put in uh, I, i was just like all of this while when i've been defending granit shaka as why he needs to be wearing an arsenal shirt i just felt vindicated uh, i know a lot of people would just uh, like to say that uh, i i know i know he was going to be like this i just wanted to him to be more consistent i, I get all that uh, I, i was calling on the same thing too uh, but i did believe in the potential of a player which i'm going to bring another example of danny sebayos pretty soon uh, i believe in that potential of that player too uh, which oh, no, he oh, showed no. we, we, we will have the danny sebayos uh, yeah i know no. i i'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> I, i just want to preface that by saying in the future we are going to get into that debate very uh-huh. shortly yeah. uh, and uh, but but seeing the kind of performance that granit chaka put in um, i'm I, i don't think that is going to be sustainable long term uh, shaka is not a left back obviously uh, but these one off games where you need a makeshift left back shaka is more than dependable but that is a concern too right for for us if you consider we still have hector berrin we still have cedric soares our natural full backs and then we go for uh, uh, and then we do have like gabriel who is a center back i don't know how good he could play as like a left back or something if we wanted a left footed uh, player on that side 
and then we go for a midfielder into a left back position you, that, you, that that shows us where like that shows where the other full backs are in the pecking order right like not ha- not trusting cedric or peren or anyone else against a team that is 20th in the league Bellerin uh, is a is a, is a extremely right-footed one-dimensional player. You cannot for the life of yourself play Bellerin there unless you're looking for a defeat which I don't know why we would be. But uh and Cedric he's shown to be a good player. I think the only idea of not playing Cedric on the Sheffield game was to give him a little bit of rest to to play against Slavia because that's a much more important game. Uh and uh, I don't think Gabriel yeah, has to the make his mistakes in that game not this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh Cedric if you're listening I got you back. Uh, <laughs> uh and uh, <laughs> uh and uh Gabriel does not have the ball handling skills to play a full back. So uh from that standpoint I think Saka was was probably the obvious choice having played there before but uh I think it was it was kind of a uh an unspoken truth that Saka's been more effective in front when he's played for us uh, so i think that is where arteta made the decision of playing shaka at left back which paid off immensely elen do you want to comment on that uh, granite yes, shaka so on like the left a, back yeah like uh, see i am like one of the biggest critic of arteta if you see our pods regularly but like this is one right like i will like appreciate arteta reason being right oh, like, really? they, yeah the reason being that like see i'm not saying like this tactic will work with all the teams okay against sheffield united right like uh, the opposition was not good so that is could be a reason why this worked but like if you see but that is that is the concern and... right that is the concern no, 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 arteta pulling up finish. all these all these fancy no, 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 formations and no, stuff no 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 no, no, no. let me finish no, yeah, let me ahead. finish like say in the normal gameplay where like zaka plays a center midfield also right like you could have seen that like uh, he generally shifts to the left side when the like say Tierney or somebody moves up so it was not something like an unknown position for him he actually plays there and like whenever sometimes a left back is injured right like zaka is the guy who goes and plays there so it was not something new like what i am not saying about zaka's position alone like when i uh, appreciate arteta the other thing what he did because he zaka is not like a Tierney or a said he was not moving forward he was like standing back and like that was giving more stability to our defense He, it was more like a one-man midfield with Thomas Partey. Danny Sabellas was playing more like a left wing back or like uh, somebody. Like he was like completely free there. He was allowed to roam and he was allowed to do his thing. So he was like uh, not giving any pressure of retaining the ball or anything. He was allowed to play his natural game, which helped the team in that game. And then the other important thing is like since Sabellas moved there, Zaka, sorry, Saka was like playing more like a number ten. If you see, like that was again like with all like uh, what I got at ESR getting injured, like we were getting a struggle there. So I felt like Arteta trying something different to overcome that problem which we are facing now because we know Tierney is out now, and Odegaard I am not sure when he will be back. ESR again, if he's going to play one or two games and if he's going to get injured, we need a backup plan. So I felt like he tried something new here to avoid that. And like see, in the past we have criticized many managers because they are one-dimensional or they. Just follow the same kind of thing. Like they are not adapting. Arteta was trying to adapt, which was something like uh, 
I should uh, appreciate him for that. That is something I... that uh, I'm having a concern actually about Arteta, right? Like he does things better when he is restricted. When he has like two weeks ago, we had the well, entire squad. It's for the club, isn't it? Everything is restricted. <laughs> no, but money. like two weeks ago, we had the entire squad, right? We had no injuries and anything like two or three weeks ago. And then that was not a really good... Uh, teams or that was not good performances on the pitch. There was nothing creative that was being done during that time. And then suddenly now we are finding ourselves in a position where we are out with all our best players or most of our better players. And then Arteta comes up with this, all this strategy and formation in this gameplay. So I'll put it like not against Arteta. Like if you see, right, like all the games where we are creatively good or like where like, uh, see, if you take ESR, like they are were in good form. But like, if you say like in the normal games, right? Whenever we doesn't play Auba, we play different. See, it's not like I'm not saying Auba is bad or good. I'm just saying like the strategy is like different. So the players who's playing a center forward, right? Like plays a different. When we play Auba, either in left or center forward, right? We try to adapt for his strength, and that is why like those games you are not seeing those spark or creativity. Mm-hmm. It's a problem we are having at the moment. Like Auba, with Auba, we have to play different. Without Auba, we can play different. Without Auba, we are actually doing good. But Auba is our main player. So mm-hmm. that's a problem which Arteta has. And how he solves that is going to define the fate of Arsenal in the next season. Interesting. Interesting. Actually, yes. If you think about it, I think this season we have a, 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 most of our victories have come without Auba. I think 60% or 63% of our victories have come when we didn't have Aubameyang on the pitch. And even this game, it was very impressive. And the game with the before this, whichever game we found impressive was against Spurs when Auba was not playing again. Right? So, Arun, do you yeah. see this problem that Ellen is coming up with that Auba is somewhat restricting our uh, gameplay or game strategy on the pitch? Or is it is it just Aubameyang out of form is restricting everything? I don't know if it is out of form. Honestly, I, I, I would have to see him play more as a center forward in this team with this Arteta's team and, and the kind of gameplay that he's trying to have to be really able to say if like, you know, he is being disruptive on the entire game's play because on the left he was he has never been effective. He was he's not a player who's supposed to be playing on the left. So if we try to like shoehorn him in that team on the left, yeah, he could he would get you a goal here and there. But like in the, if you're looking at the bigger picture, that is definitely not a sustainable solution that is going to work. You're you're essentially trying to fit like a, you know a square peg in a round hole because you you want a winger there you don't want a striker there you don't, you want someone who can take people on beat people and like you know um, be more effective than what he is Abba his instinct is to go for the shot and he will go for the shot but outside of that he doesn't contribute a lot which yes I agree disrupts the team's play the momentum it kills the momentum in most of the times and even when he loses the ball he loses it at a point where like it's easier for the opposition to counter. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but every time Auba loses the ball high up the pitch, the opposition counter very easily. I don't know why that happens. Uh, maybe we are committing a lot more people when he does. Uh, and, and like with, with uh, the overlap, we're getting beaten, but I'm really not sure. So on the left, yeah, if you're going to be playing him on the left, we have, do have a huge problem. It's a 350k a week problem. Not saying that it's going to end up like Ozil. 
is but it is it to... is it that though right like i mean even i'm whenever oba doesn't play or when when i see this whole flu oba missing a game through flu or some reason or something it just it, it it might be just the ptsd of the whole ozil situation that we had it is it is it is and i wouldn't blame you because it's very easy to uh, get those feelings right ozil did not happen 20 years ago ozil happened less than 20 months ago mm-hmm. you know so so it's it's not like oh um, not even 20 months wasn't it like the beginning of this season that yeah, uh, yeah. so it it's it's not that uh, long ago that the ozil situation happened and of course Uh, you would think once bit and twice shy but then again at that situation we had to give the contract to Aubameyang right so okay. it is not something that we could have avoided we had to go through it uh, the only way for us right now is to possibly find a way to play him in the team without it being disruptive and playing him on the left is not going to be uh, the solution for that so also there yeah. is a there is a talk about the whole dressing room unrest right and obamiang of late and uh, and especially after the spurs game is when this whole thing started right that arteta is losing the dressing room a little bit little by little but it doesn't show on the pitch and the players like a couple of a couple of day a couple of weeks ago when uh, lacazette came out and said like we uh, we didn't respect the managers and that coming from a very senior player sounds different but then again if you consider uh, willian is out of the picture completely right he's a he's a big name player we can have our opinions of willian about whatever but he's a big name player and but then he started against slavia yeah but he's not out of the picture but is is that the level that we are expecting out of willian or is that the level for willian himself that's a question right and i he doesn't look happy he has never looked happy coming into the arsenal team right from the start of the season i've never seen him uh, in any of the training uh, training videos or in the you know even anything he, he doesn't look like happy being here and oba of late has been having the same vibe of uh, you know not being happy oba is known to be really happy oba is known to have the whole uh, fan base in a, in his in his pocket kind of thing uh, but of late all these kind of points to kind of a dressing room and and when i see this whole thing about like uh, which which we, it was sun right a sun reported yeah. that there was a dressing room on dress it is it is quite concerning for me especially after like emery emery lost the dressing room too so you could see emery's loss of the dressing room on the pitch and uh, that you so first of all sun's publication i don't even respect that that is the same as uh, <laughs> I, i i don't know if pornhub came with a news channel uh, that's the same thing that would be uh, so pornhub uh, has standards please <laughs> <laughs> so i i i don't i'm not going to put any worth on on sun's reporting uh, but to to specifically to oba's point and to williams point i don't see why why the whole co- concept of them not being happy is coming out uh, oba came in, in the slavia game and he injected so much energy that was needed he assisted the goal for pepe and if you see the way he won the ball to assist that goal that was i think it shows how much he wants to be on the pitch and when he's on the pitch there are times when he's not scoring there are times there are times when his shoulders drop and that is natural for a player i understand like arun said we are you know very uh, PTSD oriented with the Ozil situation uh, but don't forget less than a year ago Oba was our main man he took us to the FA Cup and 
that without a, 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 a traditional number 10 or a creator. So he was lethal in finishing. Granted, Abba is going through a rough rough patch of form, uh, but I don't think that has anything to do with, with you know, a dressing room revolt or, or uh, uh, whatever Sun's reporting. I, I One thing I would like to give Sun credit for is they are smoking some weapon-grade heroin there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, is. I agree with you. Arvind, it's good, but I don't think anyone is like talking about Abameyang um, being bad or anything. People know what he's capable of. I, it, it just like our gameplay has evolved so much from the FA Cup win. It oh. seems like you, you know, it's like we at that point we we did like you said we did not have a recognized number ten, and we had to play in a very different way to be able to get the ball to him. Right. Uh, now our gameplay has evolved so much that like the entire team has to contribute, and at that point, if you have a player who is not contributing at all outside of his, uh, I know he's a striker and we do not expect him to play like a wing back. But if he has responsibilities to defend, he has to defend. You know. So uh, uh, that that is where my question is, right? Like I have two parts question there. One is that. Uh, Lacazette is our highest scorer this season with 12 goals. 12 goals. Penalties, yeah. 12. Now, how 13. many of those are penalties? Okay, sorry. How many of, how many of your penalties? Yeah, two? two maybe. Two or something. Even then, like, mm-hmm. our, 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 our highest scorer for a season is with 12 goals. That is, that is so un-Arsenal. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me counter you with a different thing. Like, I think Willian will have like a, maybe in the top three of our assists uh, chart. Yeah. He has more it's assists than uh, Hakim Ziyech and Kai Havertz combined. No, no, that's <laughs> don't don't compare it with like other teams. I'm just saying no, like my 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 problem is my problem is our Arsenal. We are not uh, that twelve goals per season. Last I think last season uh, Martinelli had ten goals. Yes, he he did. Let, let me give you some context here, right? Our goal difference is eight, and it's not like we are beating teams like four nil, five nil. We're if the games we're we're winning, we are you know literally hanging by the skin of our teeth and and winning by a goal if that. Uh, so and when we're losing, sometimes we're losing three nil, like the game against Liverpool. Uh, so therefore, your 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 GD takes a massive hit when you lose, and not significant improvement when you win. Uh, so that goes to show that. We are not producing as much, and we did all unanimously agree that we are going to go into a rebuilding phase uh, with the the uh, unfair expectation that has that seems to have changed mid-season from uh, oh now I want Arsenal to be scoring five goals every game uh, yeah sure but we don't have the kind of players to do that uh, I would love to see Arsenal score five goals a game too but. Uh, the, the reality is uh, we create so less, we are not cl- clinical in front of goal. And uh, when we get our chances, we convert like 20% of them. So, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of goals. And, and uh, I'm glad Lacazette's scoring uh, goals here. He's He's got 15 goals this season, 13 in the Premier League one in Europa and one in EFL. Uh, but uh, apart from that, he, 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 nobody else. I think Abba is double figures in goal contributions across all uh uh, all, all tournaments, uh, just two players in double figures, and and uh, uh, not much coming from elsewhere. I I doubt it's it's a it's it's a great look. Uh, but having said that, 
we are where we are at this point because of the kind of squad that was being built over the course of time uh, in the last four or five years. Uh, so we have to kind of bear the brunt of where this is going and just trust the process, in my opinion. No, uh, my concern right there is, right, like uh, to trust the process is my concern because for me, it looks like we were back three and uh, we played back four with mm-hmm. uh, with Ozilin when Arteta came in and then we abandoned that idea when that was not working and then we went to a back three and then we were that was working for us all through the end of last season and we won the FA Cup with that and everything and then even at the start of the season we were playing a black, back three and then it stopped working and then we went to a back four again with a creator in middle uh, with ESR coming in and then it was working and then we we got uh, Odegaard and it was working from Boxing Day and then it stopped working again. And now we have gone to this uh, this kind of a place where Shaka plays the left back. We have to have certain players in a certain place like Lacazette has to play with these players for it to work. Aubameyang has to have these players for it to work. So it is all like, I don't see a like, okay, this is my way and this is going to work. Whether it works or not, or whether it works or not in that day, I'm still going to stick to it and make it work the next game. That kind of thing I don't see from Ateta. Ellen, do you Picasso, see that? Like, uh, no, 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 Picasso, let me ask you a question. Like, say, just taking Liverpool because they were like uh, very close in like uh, Europe uh, before, like, and then like they won uh, Europe and then like. Uh, even Premier League, you can say like they were like really good last season. They lost Van Dijk. See, mm-hmm. I'm not saying Van Dijk alone. So what did they do? They put Fabinho back as like centre back. That affected their entire midfield. You're saying about one person missing is like, or we need one person. Teams like Liverpool, which are like winning like every but that game. Is Dijk. That, that is Van Dijk. No, leave right? Van Dijk. No, leave Van Dijk. Van Dijk is for that team. Like they are at that level because of Van Dijk. But like Van Dijk is like an important member in like uh, that team. We take that team alone. Similar okay. ways for our team, right? There are one or two important players. And when you miss them, right? Like any coach for that matter will struggle. They have to adapt things. And like just to coming back to your point, we were not like moving to back four, like from back three because we were struggling. Because that was part of our natural transition. Because initially when this season started, right? Like we were struggling. Like even if you take the last season, we were struggling on our defense. So Arteta was making that strong at the beginning. And then like if you, we were all complaining. Like if you see at that time, we were not doing much in our attacking phase. And once Thomas Partey was back, he started slowly moving to like uh, back four. Since we didn't have a proper number 10 at that time, like initially that was not giving dividends. And once we started paying number 10 only, it started giving uh, results for us. So that was a... Uh, like what to say, a natural uh, progression which we were having. It was not like Arteta was trying a lot of things. Arteta was doing that with a proper plan. Now, because of many people getting injured, like say it's not like uh, your creative areas, like say uh, Odegaard and ESR were injured. Saka is like at a phase similar to Jack Wilshere when he had the great season. That fag end, they were like uh, losing their stamina or like losing yeah, their... Yeah, it's a burnout. Uh, it's a burnout. Yeah, even last season he had that. Even last yeah, season, he had the burnout at the end of the season. And our main attack from the left is from Tierney. Tierney is now out of the picture. Like, uh, there were injuries for them. And now, like, he's, like, completely out. So, you're losing players at many places. You lost David Lewis, who was, like, more like a leader for our defense. Even though 
Kiviat for in the past made a lot of mistakes. This season the mistakes were also less. So we are like like struggling now. Let's say even if you move Zaka like to the but other that area, is that is my concern, right? Zaka. That that is my concern. It is it is all good that we have reasons. No, no, no. Good that we have reasons, but these these reasons could happen again. And what is our answer? No, no, that? that's what I'm saying. That, see, for a play clubs like Liverpool and others, like where they have like even good backups, they are struggling. We are just now clearing our dead woods, and like Arteta hasn't even got like say uh, complete transfers for like two or three seasons now. It's just like say he has like three uh, transfers altogether, and two of them were like winter transfers, and only one summer transfer. So with that, right, if you're expecting backup for all the positions, like see the players whom we are lost are the key players for this season. They might not be like uh, brilliant players, like uh, if you take like in the Premier League history or even in the Arsenal history. But like this season, they are the key players, and losing five or six key players, right, will put trouble for any manager. So I think we are a little bit harsh on Arteta on this. See again, I want to see like how Arteta handles this because that's where like he's going to learn as a coach also. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how he's going to handle mm-hmm. this. I agree on whatever you are saying that like. Uh, We have to see like how Arteta handles it. Like, uh, it might no, but... look like a common problem for Arteta, but it is not that case. Like, uh, because of injuries, everybody struggles. And like, see, even though I'm an arch critic of Arteta, we have to agree like the pressure he has because with our kind of fan base, right? Like, uh, the pressure is like double the than any other coach. No, I get it. I'm, 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 a, I'm yeah, not. I'm not. About strikers, yeah. yeah. And again, speaking about strikers on the same pattern. If you see uh, City, right? They've got lot of coaches under Pep, like sort of strikers under Pep, but only Aguero stayed back. The other strikers were all not bad strikers. They are like clinical strikers. But even for Pep, right? Like he need the striker to do lot of other things, or else like City can easily like offload the player. We cannot do like that. They are like be ready to do a loss and like get the owner's money. Like we cannot do like that. So if Aguero is not fitting, also right? Like for the way like we want to play. Arteta doesn't have an option. He because there is no bias for Auba, so he has to find a way of fitting in Auba and making Auba the lethal guy who was before. See, Auba might have like uh, one or two small concerns, like in his uh, like degrading a little bit. But like even with that, right? Like I don't think there's an option for Arteta. There's huge pressure, and we should not blame Arteta for everything. Okay. but then uh, talking about the uh, striker situation i mean you mentioned that we don't have options we do have options around right i mean martinelli came on this game we have been crying for martinelli for so long and you you have always had the opinion that he's 19 year olds he'll get his chance and everything yes he will get his chance but we need someone who could score goals and that guy can score goals yes right? he can but uh... it's also right like i mean now, what is the but there because whenever he has come in he has performed well he is he is tracking back he is doing the, a lot the, more the the but is basically not for him not playing it's basically for his body and what we have seen so far happened to him That's he has one injury he had one injury which is a long term injury obviously yeah. yes but yeah. and when you have uh, okay because let's let's look at it this way you're telling me that this guy can score goals and uh, like him uh probably saka and like the esr or kt are going to be the backbone of the team going forward right yes. so in a situation where we have saka out uh, esr out esr is like not he's not shown yet that he could have a consistent run in the team without getting injured mm-hmm. right same time saka was fatigued and he was also getting injured 
why do you want to put this guy as well in the same spot it's i'm not i'm not saying that he should not be playing again uh, all that i'm saying is whatever the team management is doing is probably based on uh how fatigued or where he is you know but like we all... are at the end of the season we have nothing else to lose in the premier league we have yes. nothing else to lose in the europa league yes. right i mean wh- why why he gets injured now and this uh... is like uh, 10 months of uh, active football you know but what if we don't play when we end up losing the game like there is it's a it's a fine balance right in in for for uh, for esr getting not being uh, or esr being an injury prone player i think the sample size is too small to just put a label on that that's, yet that's no i i never put a label that's why i said like we haven't seen anything from him to right. show that he could be consistent we both are basically saying the same thing yes yes i i agree with you we cannot just throw martinelli to the wolves although uh, when martinelli came back from injury almost immediately he started the uh, the home game against united uh, and uh, no chelsea it, he played against chelsea and then at the united game he actually had a good game against chelsea and then at the united game he got pulled out from half time uh, and he also, he, yeah the, the, the point I, tried, i was trying to make is he game back from injury and almost immediately got a start and then in a warm up he rolled his ankle which again caused artada to you know take caution uh, in his in his approach in integrating Art martinelli back but the thing is once you put martinelli back and once he is fully flowing at that point you cannot just rein him in over the fear of injuries that i don't think that is how you can sustain a football club right and 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 uh, although we need to take caution in the approach of integrating Art martinelli back into the team we should definitely not hold him back once he is fully integrated and raring to go like the interview that he gave after the sheffield game when he said i'm ready to play the next game that is really he you know he also said nice i'm really very tired he right? also said i'm really very tired of course you're going to be tired playing 83 no, no, no. minutes and he's not played 83 minutes in in how long so you're going to have that fatigue the lack of match fitness for playing that long is is going to come into play uh, but it doesn't mean that he do, he's not willing to and and mind you he scored his goal at what the 80th minute when he was still willing to run in and and pounce on that opportunity which if you're not that fit if you're not that eager and willing you're not going to get that Uh, let me like uh, be the spoiled sport here like uh, see there are two things like we saying like martinelli coming and saying i am fit you cannot accept that at all see you go and ask any player in the world if they want to play they all will say play i will want to play only nobody ozil. will say like i am not ozil ozil, ozil doesn't ozil. want to play <laughs> no even ozil right like was trying to maintain his dignity like he was not coming and saying like i won't play for this team like a uh, kind of thing like uh, nobody will say that so we cannot go by that uh, word alone like we have to take lot of things into consideration see in the past if you have seen right many players when they get injured right whatever you do in the training ground is different to whatever you are actually seeing in the match uh, situation so they generally play the 121 get into a good fitness and they are coming to the team so they would have had some games under their belt this season with too many injuries and like too many games in between like martinelli didn't even have that option he was always like a backup for in the bench in the main team so see we can all say that like he's fit like he is ready to go and everything but like he hasn't played any competitive game and as arun said right like we cannot take see we know we cannot finish top 6 or top 4 this season even if martinelli plays 
It will Why stop not? a bad run like with one or two runs. <laughs> Why? Wait, 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 wait,
and and arteta came out and said it was tactical reason he didn't say that oh he had a he carried a injury or whatever he said it was tactical reasons that he yanked him at half time and right. this game he got a start with like like you said shaka and sebayos play, playing on the same side as him so for me the question is more like is arteta trying to not play martinelli because he feels that martinelli has to learn a lot more i mean okay. yes he's a 19 year old player i i have uh, and i have seen that also like uh, one thing is like when our full back attacks right like he wants the person who's playing say on the left or even on the right to help in defending also see if you see william was the real why he was like uh, initially like call out to play on the right was because bellerin like uh, didn't have like uh, pepe supporting him defensively at the beginning of the season once like pepe and others started supporting defensively right you can see william fading out uh, slowly martinelli right like doesn't defend much but that is that is the see, thing right like, he does defend a lot no, no. like in the, even in the united no, no, no. game he no, no. made a lot of last tackles no no. no 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 it's not about like tackles or like in a gameplay way right? see even we have seen like auba coming and helping and doing last ditch tackles right but we all agree auba doesn't help the team like uh, in that kind of a game but we have seen him making those tackles see martinelli i'm not saying that that like, he won't do it it's the phase of the career where he has to learn about that and like he's at a like see is more skilled as like as a winger you are expecting him to do lot more other duties which is like something he will learn down the line at the moment right he's not like that good at that and like for team stability like we are not playing him he's also learning things as well as the team like not just only the injury part the other part is like the strategy part it's a combination of things and like you can put him and you can ask him to do that he will still do that but when he's going to stress himself more right the possibility of injury happening is even more okay okay but that by that logic you can never play him because he's always going to give his heart i put his heart on his sleeve and and run himself to the ground see if he hadn't got injured again after his long term injury right we wouldn't have been this cautious we would have continuously played him like see we are playing like other uh, long term injury guys like continuously since he got injury and like his age is also a factor if it was like a 20 20 25 years or a guy right like they wouldn't like be this much cautious because your body would have been developed at that time here here is here is your body gets developed here is my only counter to that right you he is consistently making the bench if he is not fit to be playing he won't be making the bench if he's making yeah, the bench probably of him making the bench just to no, give that, him like a little bit of game time not a he's, lot of game time going that he hasn't gotten either like how many how many games in the past uh five games has he played a game and a half yeah yeah so the, my, my my point is this like the tactical reasons i get that but for 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 somebody to say you start martinelli but don't play him as much because he's he's going to be injury prone i don't get that logic because if you're good enough to make the bench you're good enough to play and if you're good enough to play you're good enough to play the 90 see uh, there are two things here uh, like nobody is saying like he's going to be injury prone it is we are just saying he's going to be like we are little bit cautious with him another thing is right that in the bench right like maybe if we are like consistently winning or like we would have like been like at a good position like say how we were against sheffield right like he would have got us 10 minutes to 15 minutes regularly and that would have made him as a starting person like whenever like you see this season most of the time the last 30 minutes or the substitution when you have to make we were always under pressure and that mm. could also be a reason why he might not have been like started from the bench 
that is true it is piling on more pressure on a youngster who is coming back from a long term injury that kind of makes sense but arun i want to get back to you on the midfield side because uh, i know your take on sebayas <laughs> so sebayas had one of his uh, better games uh, and with having the whole uh, you know freedom to roam anywhere and doing everything and the whole flicking and touches and uh, you know first time passes and everything he did so what are your thoughts on sabayas game on against sheffield sabayas he considering where he was playing and what he had to do uh, yeah I'll, i'll give it to him he had a decent game uh, <laughs> the fact that he played forward uh, arvin one game like one swallow doesn't make summer let's wait for him to have a consistent run of games he had don't don't give me the martinelli excuse sabayas has had a lot of consistent run of games he's never been able to show that he's good enough to play for the club never agree with that uh so i the i maybe start... like that burnley game when he came and played right at the beginning i think that was the beginning of last season where we won 1-0 we have had i mean i'm of the same opinion of sabayas too i, I don't I, think i honestly don't i don't think... ra- i don't rate him highly because he has had two complete seasons to prove his worth to take been... a claim on the first 11 and he has not done anything to and and, and mind you we did not have anyone for creativity yeah. for a long time we did not yeah. have esr he was he could have done a lot more there is no case of us not utilizing him you know like there's no situation like that we we are giving him chances he's supposed to be dynamic and he is not being the dynamic in, in the least so i don't know sebayos is plus we paid 40 million when you factor that in it's that- it it doesn't like this this cute that's a skewed statistic uh, i i that we'll get into that later but uh, sebayos has had 21 appearances this season and yes. pr- most of them predominantly from the bench very few starts uh and uh, why why are you saying only this season why can't we go back to the last season because he has been here two seasons i said he's been no, there no. two seasons yeah so oh, he he okay. was he was there he was injured for uh, uh, a sub significant part of the emery era before emery got fired and he only came back much later when uh, when after arteta came in so it's not like he's had a full season to play and this season when he was fit uh we had thomas party and and granit chaka playing and he he couldn't really get into the 11 uh it's that that's defined by the number of uh, games he's or appearances party has season. not been playing for a long time party had more injuries party came he, back only after the boxing day so right. that is my thing right like so he had enough time to stake a claim on the starting 11 and he the, never it, took it up so he he did and, and here is where i would i would call upon the the game against west ham at the beginning of the season where uh, he would he would play uh, I, i think saka would play sebayos and sebayos would cross it to nktiat for the winner uh, see that's I, the thing see that's the thing right like for me i, mean, i brought up this in two seasons where he has played close to 40 games you're giving me three instances i'm telling you i want that to be more consistent and he's not shown me anything that could actually tell you that he could do it consistently over at least 3 games together when he's gotten the opportunity there are there are different kinds of players right one who no don't who... give me that don't give me that don't give me different kinds of players why see that. the thing is like uh, let us not even every, see not it is not about martinelli it is not about the different kinds of players for me it is very simple okay i need my players to have more 7 on 10 days than 
five on ten days or four on ten days, and Sabayas has more four on ten days, days yeah. than seven on ten days, yeah. and that yeah. is and not acceptable. And that is not acceptable. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he comes from the bench. It doesn't matter if he comes from the bench. It doesn't matter uh, if he starts. It matters that when he's on the pitch, I want my players to have seven on ten games. More often than a four or five on ten games, and Sabayas has more four on five on ten games than a seven on ten games. Just, just think about the impact, his positive impact on games versus the negative impact. If the El Nini has a better, uh, better impact on games than Sabayas at this moment. Okay, so I'm going to tackle that one by one. I'm actually making notes here. So uh, <laughs> uh, let, let, let's talk about the seven on ten games. Uh, first of all, to get that rating, you will have to play a minimum of sixty minutes. He's coming off the bench. You no, it doesn't. No, not doesn't. Exactly. Doesn't. I'm not. I'm not putting it against my, like any of the. My point. My point is this: you don't have enough data to rate him. He would if no. he's coming no. off the bench. He's going to play for twenty twenty five minutes. He's going to touch the ball six seven times. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, it's not about the touching example. of the ball. Okay, go so ahead. So, no, no. how would you how would you rate him no, no, then? No, no, no. Let me give you. Like, I'll go out of the football for your uh, easy thing. In cricket, right? We have certain players who fail like ninety percent of the time, but we still have them because, like, they can do one big thing, and they can win the matches on their own. Like, say, if you take the old Afridi, I'm not saying that Afridi the bowler. The when Afridi started his career, he'll just come and try to blast uh, every ball. At that okay. time, right? Like most of the time, it was failure. But we know he can do something. It's a balance, right? Like the the leave the goals, leave the assists or anything. You take the normal gameplay, right? He hasn't shown something great to start him. <laughs> you 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 are modifying the argument. You are modifying the argument. No, let's say your point. So 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 okay. Let me let me let me put it this way. Okay, when El Nini comes out, I feel more confident that the game. Whatever is the game plan is going to get executed, whether it's going to be a defensive game plan or whether it's going to be a pressing game plan, it is going to be executed by him. Than when Sabayas comes out at 60th or 65th minute. In the in, same in time, Emery's, in Emery's first season, uh, there was this game against Wolves in the second half of the season. Uh, the, uh, Emery uh, started uh, El Nenny along with uh, Guendouzi and Torreira in the midfield. that was a game where if we had won we would have made champions league the next season it was so easy wolves were the newly promoted team and elneny started he had a horrible game elneny has been in the club for 5 years now he's been on loan 2 years in that time and and uh, he's come back he's had really good moments this season i'm not taking that from him that But is the that I, is the no, 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 that, no, is, it, the, that so is the concern i'm putting it okay let me finish let me finish if you were to say if i if i were to make a point saying i'm going to remove elneny's goals i'm going to remove elneny's contributions to the team and i'm just going to look at elneny as a player he's not that great he doesn't have the pace he doesn't okay. have the dexterity to play in the midfield he's a right footed player predominantly his left foot is 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 like my grandma's left right foot and uh, it, it it doesn't really matter uh, if i were to remove his contributions so it's the same argument with sebayos if you are going to remove his his contributions and just say sebayos as a player is horrible he's had bad games no, no, has, no. who hasn't had bad games in, in an arsenal i don't know darwin like we are not removing his contribution we are saying his contribution is far less like i agree no, no, no. your point he's on he's playing him. cdm no, no. what is his contribution no, no, no. supposed to be no 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 let me say let me say if you take gilberto right like he was the person whom we missed a lot starts wise oh, you will not see his name anywhere <laughs> starts wise you will not see his name anywhere but he was the person whom we missed a lot 
same way like say i agree your argument on elneny elneny is not like a world class player or a player that is that is my that is my actually problem right we are we are comparing sabayas to elneny we don't want elneny in our team that's the thing first of all i don't think the comparison is adequate one is more defensive minded one is the other is attacking minded and when you are attack they are telling just purely in terms of impact Just again of- when you are attacking minded versus defensive minded the impact you are going to have cannot be quantified the same way it's like comparing apples to oranges i i am going no, to but com- like if I- then in that case okay arvin tell me whom we can compare sabayos to there is nobody in our team you can compare sabayos to unfortunately outside of he, our team he, he, outside he's- of our team outside of our team i would compare him to scott mcdominay a scott mcdominay yeah he, he, right now mcdominay is the better player i'll give you that but i would compare him to a scott mcdominay because mcdominay scott mcdominay is a pure defensive player this guy is not a pure <laughs> you cannot he, go into a game with sabayos as your defensive midfielder you can go into a game with mcdominay as your defensive midfielder and That's and as evidenced by the numerous number of trophies that united have won in the last 4 years it doesn't i really would matter your team <laughs> <laughs> so so no no no, no. let me get this let, let are, me get this we are straight. talking it, about it, we are talking about individual performances not about team trophies it, it, it doesn't matter how, how, how it does no. matter it does matter if no, no, we no. have to take no, if we have to no, if we have to take, uh, just a minute uh, third striker in real madrid no 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 third striker in real madrid like uh, can we say him as like a better player than aguero because aguero hasn't won champions league <laughs> the third striker in Real Madrid. Lucas Vasquez won more Champions League than Aguero. Does that make him a better player than Aguero? Hey, no, but Lucas Vasquez is a midfielder and Aguero is a striker. Okay, who is the striker? Uh, like, uh, but do you think Benzema is a better striker than Aguero? Currently, yes. Currently, like, let's let's look at the records and everything. Like, no, no, no. Like, we had this uh, Liverpool striker, right? Like, who was his name? Like, uh, after Mane, and like, uh, there will be one guy, right? Like, who will come and play. ஒரு <laughs> a lot of times he makes mistakes and but, but the thing is there are people behind him to who clean that up so it, it doesn't become as evident but with an arsenal team it, it it looks so apparent because people behind him are not able to clean that up and there are sometimes in in games like the one against liverpool and the game before that against olympiacos where he had like horror shows the, those are inexcusable games and i don't expect that out of sebayos but for sebayos has shown me enough of of quality for me to say okay i would warrant to have a player like sebayos in my team i'm not going to play and to get him back uh, but i would like to have a player like sebayos in the team he gives you a lot in terms of of uh, of of wanting to play wanting to push himself and improve himself you, you you can see how much he wants how much each goal means to him when the way he celebrating on the field windows is celebrated each goal and each miss yeah. the same way. don't give me and, all and this, this is so the same this is the same argument we had about gendosi we yeah. have the same argument about mustafi 
Yeah, seriously, okay. happy with having a guy like Sabayas in the team. That shows how much we have really fallen. Like it really shows me how much if we are happy with having a guy like Sabayas in the team, it shows it shows how much Arsenal have, as a club have fallen. Sabayas was a key part in us winning the FA Cup last year. We we beat teams uh, like Chelsea, I, I'm City, and Liverpool along the way. I'm, I'm, I, he could have played a key part, but the, the consistency player? that you are asking of him, he is consistency you are asking of him is 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 the same uh, way he could ask for consistency of games, which he's not gotten. And he has the, not the, shown anything for us to give him the game time. That yeah, is so a problem. Like That's a catch twenty-two. That's a catch twenty-two. No, that is not a catch twenty-two. Two years. Catch twenty-two because he's not. He's not played enough in the two years. No, he's Does, he, he had enough opportunities. Party was not available when he was playing. There was no ESR. There was no Odegaard. Saka was not playing as number ten. In spite of all this happening, he's not been able to command a midfield position over Saka, over Party, over Elneny. And he's able to play just because we do not have Willock or Amen in the squad. If we did have Willock, obviously Willock would play over Danny Sabayos. And that has happened. That is exactly what we're saying. This guy is not someone who is good enough to command a starting place. He's not consist- been consistent to show us that he deserves a starting place. And yet you still are happy with him being in the squad and you want him in here in your team. And that's where we are not able to understand why... There is you. You talk about Jaka. Jaka has redeeming qualities. We have not seen anything from Sabayos. Is what we are saying. That's a perfect example, actually. So uh, about three months ago, the same thing that we are talking about Sabayos was said of Jaka. He's not fit to, be, to wear an Arsenal shirt. His his uh, he is, mind is not in the right place. He commits egregious. He's good, but it's he's not the level that we should be aspiring to be at. For the team like Arsenal, that that's simple. What you you, simple. you, you, you can't so, have a team. Uh, you, 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 the thing is, you can't have a team with like all stars across the board. I wish we could, it but it doesn't happen. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Happen. Okay. And and the the argument against Shaka that was made three months ago was that he's not fit to be an Arsenal player because of of the negative he, attributes he uh, has. So let me let me let me put Shaka supporter. Ellen, no, I'm Ellen. a big Sapa supporter. Yeah, go ahead. Let, let me put an end to this discussion because I think we have been going around in circles. But the, the point that I was about to make, I was trying to make was that, right? Like it was not to slack off Sabayos as a rubbish player or whatever, right? But I, the team that I want or the, the club, the, the direction the club that I want my club to move forward is not, is, is not aided by having Sabayos in the team. And it doesn't, it doesn't look like I I can get behind the idea of having him for one more season or signing him for permanent. If we are considering that Shaka is not good enough, yes, he's not good enough. And we cannot have stars all across our team. And Shaka is our not good enough player, but still okay to be in the squad kind of player. Sebayos has 11, 11 appearances for Spain, 29 appearances for Spain under 21. The, this, the Spanish team is not something you can just easily break into. Sebayos is 25 years old. Let me finish. Let me finish. more goals for England than anyone else. England under 21, not the England team. But but the Spain national team, Sebayos has played for it 11 times. He has one goal. And my and the Spain... And Mustafi is a World Cup winner. So... <laughs> That's okay. Let's finish this Sabayas discussion. Let's go uh, go across about like uh, the other part of it. I mean, Partey had a really good game too. 
uh, Arun, uh, I mean, I know that you've been you've been having questions about part A too. I mean, uh, you've been talking about like he has to prove himself or uh, he has not done enough for the game. Do you see some uh, something positive from part A? Last game was he did do the same things that he has been doing so far this season. Win the ball in a really good position but then give it away right away. You know, like if that's the way he's going to play, we already have someone we developed at home. We have AMN to do <coughs> Why do we need to go pay 45 million and buy party to do the same thing? You know, like being so casual that you don't care about having the ball and give it away right away. So, uh, but last game too, he did it. But like the, the, the thing was that he was playing as a midfield pivot that he normally doesn't play. He was playing like way, uh, you know, like deeper than what he normally does. And uh, given that, and given like the formation that we played, I, I I think he had a pretty good game. Not a great great one. Not the one that we um, would expect from him all the time. Like not the kind of Liverpool bossing at bossing Liverpool at Anfield game. But yeah, it was pretty good in the sense that it showed us what his abilities uh, are. Like with I, I find with Party with each passing game, we're just seeing like a bit more of what he can do, but not uh, all of that in the same game. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's for me, yeah, um, anything good that he does, I would just like to take it as a positive, though I would like him to do that more often, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if, uh, if we, have, we have to succeed next season, it's, our success is very dependent on how he plays. Um, because we need a presence which moves the ball forward. And unfortunately, we do not have another person doing that. So, our okay. gameplay next season is very dependent on him. Let, yeah. l- let me continue that discussion uh, about like not just part A, I mean, for the, because we have our game uh, midweek uh, with uh, Slavia Prague, which is, which is the most important game we have uh, right now. Uh, so do you see us going back to a back four with, uh, with C- Cedric in and uh, Shaka and Partey as our pivot and then uh, having a number 10 and back four? Is that what you're looking at for Slavia? Ideally, I would like the same formation to continue just mm-hmm. because it makes us more compact and we don't concede goals. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I don't trust Cedric at left back, whatever I've seen of him. Same thing happened in the first leg as well, right? It was him and William on the left and the ball hardly progressed. Uh, with the same thing when we played with Xhaka, Martinelli and Ceballos on the left, most of our attacks were from the right, you know, and it made the left more secure. So. If we are indeed going to be playing from the right, I would rather prefer having like Jacques have pretty much the same thing that we did rather than like take a risk with Cedric, lose the ball and, and concede a goal. That's the last thing we want at this point when we need to score a goal. Let's make sure that there's no point way for us to concede goals and go all out on attack. And that's that's what I would try. So what is your prediction for the game? I mean, midfield game, and... game. What what I want or what I think is gonna happen. <laughs> Don't predict a win. That's all no, I would say. <laughs> what will happen? Yeah. What will happen? I, I I would like us to, you know, like win two one, but I think it'll be uh, we lose out on like uh, penalties. Okay. Okay, so about the PL game, do you want to predict the game against Fulham uh, for the weekend? Oh, let's win this one. <laughs> we should win at least 2-0. Okay, so I'll go to Arvin. Arvin, so what are your thoughts on like the formation that we would employ or the strategy that we would go for uh, the game uh, midweek? I think Shaka is probably going to start in the center and Cedric on the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily because we need that steel in the middle 
and uh, banishing Saka to left back. Although he's a left-footed player and that naturally fits him, it is it it, it does take from the center away. And we saw in the last game against Slavia how they were really dominant through the middle. So uh, I would, from that standpoint, see Saka back and, and Cedric take his left back position. Um, I, on the left, uh, because Cedric is back. Uh, I would like to see Oba play if he's fit. Uh, if not, I think uh, Arteta would probably go with Willian and not Martinelli. Uh, kind of the same formation and the same team we had for the first leg. Uh, I, I mean, we are coming, riding in a high. Uh, we created a lot of chances uh, in the first leg. We couldn't finish them. We were in clinical. Uh, I, I, I see like the players do get the kind of situation we are in the season. Um, so I'm thinking we're going to win it. Uh, I would say a 2-1 and we go and throw away goals. Okay. Naturally. And uh, about the PL, about the Fulham game? Uh, Fulham, I think it's going to be like a Sheffield game. It's one-sided in, in Arsenal 3-0. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's good. Fulham have been really good defensively in the last Yeah, like, that's what. That's why I was uh, a little surprised about the 3-0. <laughs> yes, three Fulham months. have been defensively good really really for the last two or three months. Uh, but, you know, a lot of averages and uh, I would go with that. Ellen, so your thoughts on the midweek game? Yeah, like uh, I expect uh, Cedric to start like uh, because ESR is fit. Uh, so, there will be somebody in the... But like I want like uh, one of uh, Saka to play on the left. The reason is Cedric works well with uh, Pepe. And uh, I want Aoba, even if he's fit, to come as an impact substitute and not like a person who's going to start. Because the reason is we have considered an Abe goal. So the focus for them is like even a clean sheet is okay for them, 0-0. So we have to score the goal and we have to go in attack. So I think like we need Zaka, the enforcer in the central midfield. So like uh, definitely like I expect Cedric to start. My prediction will be like we will win it 2-1. Because even with all those things, right, like we have a really good team and like people like Pepe are doing really well in the European games. And the other reason why I want us to win too when it's like, we know the only way for us to go to Europe is through Europa Liga. And if that cannot motivate this team, right, and like uh, there cannot be anything else. And the bigger motivation is like, if we are going through this way, right, the only option for us is Champions League and not even Europa League. So I... Like, say, uh, want Arteta to take more responsibility here and get that motivation to the team. Mainly because of that reason. With respect to Fulham game, I expect an odd-fought 1-1 uh, draw. Okay. Yeah, that is uh, that is what my thoughts are too. Uh, regarding Fulham game, I don't think we will be able to uh, perform very high in Not three games. Arteta has done the team really well in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, and also, but, like, we, are, we have had, like, two or three very intense games. Like, Slavia was intense. Last game was not intense, but we did have a lot of energy to us. And then, again, we are going to Slavia. So, it's going to be another intense game. So, we might taper off a little bit against Fulham. Uh, so, I was expecting a draw against Fulham too. Regarding the midweek, I think we might we might see some surprises from Arteta, uh, especially with how he sets up the team. Because he, he he has done that a lot more, and um, in 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 these kind of crunch situations when he has thrown up uh, people into the team whom we have not uh, expected, so I think uh, that is where I think it would be in the defense. There might be a little bit of shuffle, uh, and also I think uh, we might have a little bit of surprise of up front where. Um, 
Pepe and Saka might start together. Uh, I hope they start together, and uh, and that that is what I am thinking. I hope we get a two-nil victory. Uh, not letting them score would be good, but uh, I don't think that is going to happen. Uh, I think we will. I'll agree with you too about the two-one victory. Uh, I think that's that's where we stand and uh, draw with Fulham. But at at the end of the day, if we are getting through. uh the europe european uh, europa league then i would be happy good evening <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we should be getting through and uh, we should meet uh, emery in the next round and i have to uh, i have to laugh at ellen after we win against emery to prove that emery was a Uh, was a Let's inferior coach let's go once <laughs> against no. no 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 let me ask you a question arteta like defeated city in fa cup last year does that mean that is like a, not a good coach as the, 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 no. this argument is really poor like it, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. i don't <laughs> i don't care i don't i don't i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care if uh, if arteta is better than pep or pep is better than arteta but i do care if arteta is better than emery so i i'll only hope for that to happen and uh, on that note thank you guys for joining in it has been a really nice uh, pod today and hopefully we'll meet after the victory against both the games bye bye come on you gunners thank you bye bye and that is the end of the pod for more arsenal related content please like subscribe and share to the awake gunners podcast see you next week